You're listening to Today in Musical Theatre, a podcast that highlights the events that have happened in the musical theatre industry, with your host, Dale Campbell. I remember you, <laughs> Just kidding. For this is today in musical theatre. Uh, you're looking into the events happening in the musical theatre industry. This is episode number 23 again and again. <laughs> it was on the last episode. I said it was episode 23, but I lied, but because this one's episode 23. And I say again on another level because I tried doing it last night, and let's just say that the gods um, conspired against me, to say the least. <laughs> was not pretty. Um, yes, this is episode 23. It's uh, recorded the 3rd of July 2013. I'm your host, Dale Campbell. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Wow, that is one huge introduction. <laughs> um, now, we have one huge mother big topic to cover. That is, a question was thrown out on Playbill.com. That is, what musical, what musical slash Disney production should be turned into a theater Broadway theater piece next? Because they have done the Jungle Book. Recently, that opened on um, July 1st, actually, and we've got that to talk about later on in the program. Uh, Aladdin is set to be um, done next year, and The Lion King is already done. What else has been already done? Uh, They're working on the Muppets, and that plans include to do an Alice in Wonderland adaptation. Also, the Freaky Friday adaptations, Shakespeare in Love adaptation, and a whole lot more is coming in the works of Disney. Playbill.com asked their readers to tell them what uh, Disney production is to be turned into a theatre piece next. And Boy, did they respond, and I threw the same question out in a Google Plus group, and boy, did I get a response back, too. So, and I um, drew out some notes. It's a big, huge, 15-page clickable list that I don't really want to go through live here on the show, because that would make the show six hours longer than what it normally is. (laughs) Although, last time was the shortest episode I think I've ever done of any show ever. But um, this list featured such things as bed knobs and broomsticks, which, mm, yeah, whatever. Brave, which is my pick. I reckon if you are going to do a theatre production next, be it musical or non-musical, it needs to be Brave. I absolutely loved Brave. Uh, they also mentioned Hercules, which Hercules could be pulled off. I'm I'm in, all in support of Hercules being done. Uh, Hocus Pocus, which eh, I'd I'd stay away from that sinking ship as 
as soon as I could. It's Hocus Pocus is a whole bunch of Hocus Pocus, <laughs> to be honest. Um, what else? Marlin, which, eh, whatever. Uh, Finding Nemo, they do discuss. And Rachel Boat, friend of the program, who's actually been on the program before, she says uh, that's already in production. Then I went back into the old um, archives for this show, and I realised, yes, earlier on in the history of this show, I actually talked about the casting call for Finding Nemo. So, Finding Nemo is in production, and as more develops on that, the more it looks awesome. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with the works going on behind Finding Nemo, they are actually doing a puppet show, which looks absolutely amazing, and I cannot wait to see how this is done. Uh, let's see. Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. If um, I reckon I want to see that done, because that is a more serious angle than what's being put on Broadway at the moment. I reckon, although if they are going to do my Nightball, might they are going to do Nightmare Before Christmas, they need to keep it dark. I want them to be different and keep it dark because a fun and bubbly nightmare before Christmas just doesn't seem to sit right with me somehow. And um, I think that they do need to keep it in that serious tone. Because taking it outside of its natural element, and I'll get to that rant later on <laughs> down this list, but they need to keep it in that serious element and taking it, trying to take it out of that element and playing with its formula seems like a bad idea, which is um, the fun and bubbly path is what Disney's taking with a lot of these new shows at the moment. I know, I know this, this conversation's way all over the place, but bear with me here. It will, it will make sense. I will tie it up in one nice, neat little bow coming up. Uh, what else is on this list? Paper Man with... Whatever. Uh, Pete's Dragon. Whatever. Pocahontas is on this list as well. Which... Yeah, could be... Could be worth seeing, I suppose. Not my favourite Broadway production ever. But, whatever. Um... Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which is my um, follow-up to Brave. If you are going to have a production, considering the success with Cinderella and all of that success and Tony recognition for Cinderella, I think that you do have to have Snow White and the Seven Dwarves way up there. Not only is the story great, but you could go outlandish with the costumes and that sort of thing. And with the path that they've taken Cinderella and they've kept they've really kept Cinderella in its natural element and they've and then sorry what am I trying to say they've kept Cinderella in its element and it's worked and I reckon it'll work the same for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves I can say dwarf on air don't send me emails it's technically the name of the show uh, Tangled which eh, 
I can, I can, I know it's pretty much the same as Brave, but Tangled is. I would rather see them revive Rapunzel than go ahead and redo. I want them to go ahead and redo Rapunzel rather than work on Tangled. Um, Up, Up was in that list. Up would be amazing to see, mainly because what they would do with that opening scene from Up, and if you haven't seen Up yet, you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's got to do with the balloons, but we'll leave, we'll leave that there. And uh, what else as I click on the wrong window? (laughs) Uh, Enchanted. Enchanted is on that list too, and I reckon Enchanted you could play with, not play with that formula, but if you you could leave in its natural element, it would be amazing. Same with the Cinderella success, I guess. Uh, Some other ones that I actually um, got that aren't on this list, and possibly should be, uh, is Atlantis. Is on this, uh, is suggested, was suggested by CJ Boat, friend of the program. Atlantis, I could take or leave, but don't take that the wrong way, but I reckon it'd be. But um, one of the stuff that <laughs> I laughed my head off when I saw this, and I, if, you, if you're listening, Jared is a veto. I mean this in the most funniest way possible. But Emperor's New Groove, he suggested Emperor's New Groove, which that could be a whole bunch of fun. If if kept, again, again, if kept in its element, which Disney have been doing, they've been keeping things in their element, I reckon if you keep Emperor's New Groove in its element, it could be the funniest show. Um, I think... But going full circle and going back up to the Nightmare Before Christmas rant, with the direction that the Disney shows are going, I don't think they would be able to keep Nightmare Before Christmas in its element. I think that they would have the temptation to take Nightmare Before Christmas out of its serious Element, I need to watch Nightmare Before Christmas again. Actually, I might do that tonight. Actually, I have work tonight, so I can't do that. But I might I might re-watch, before tomorrow, I might re-watch, or before Sunday at least, might re-watch Nightmare Before Christmas and see if there's anything in there that they could play with and have it true to the source material. Now, saying that, and Disney have been putting on these Broadway shows... And they have been choosing shows and productions that are naturally bubbly and are naturally like this. Because they are, they are, I don't want to say, alright, any play to be on Broadway isn't, isn't um, easy, but I think that... They're, they're, they're taking productions that are light, I guess. Yes, they may be heavy in parts, but overall are light productions and transporting them to the main stage. Think of Finding Nemo, for example. That is a fun concept. That is about a fish that gets lost. <laughs> Just keep swimming. 
Anyway, um, show title, by the way, Just Keep Swimming, Just Keep Swimming. I think that that is a fun premise, Finding Nemo. Whereas Nightmare Before Christmas, kind of a twisted premise that would not convey well to a theatre audience, if that would make sense. I think that too many, I reckon, because Disney, parents see that it's a Disney production and then take their kids to it regardless, which is one of the problems that happened with Nightmare Before Christmas. And obviously I need to see it again, but my recollection of Nightmare Before Christmas was not really a light Broadway premise. (laughs) I wasn't certainly thinking of that Nightmare Before Christmas like that when I first saw it. But I think... I think, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, not really where I'd like to see it on Broadway, not really a show that could be taken to Broadway. As Whereas Finding Nemo could be taken to Broadway with these serious parts still sprinkled throughout because it has that fun premise that is targeted to a wider audience. Wow. Where did that road lead us down? But I will say that, yes, Emperor's New... Emperor's New Clothes? Emperor's New Groove, rather. Uh, could be... Would be a fun one. That might be my new fun thing. I might need to see that again, but... Whatever. Um, and at the Animal Kingdom, by the way, I was just informed of this. Beep, 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 beep. But at the Animal Kingdom, they do have a 40-minute uh, Finding Nemo production. That's fantastic, apparently, so... Take that for what you will. Um, I need to have some Disney people on here to um, to rant about Disney and theatre. That would be fun. Um, but one thing, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the Cinderella comparison, alright, one last point on this. That's to say, I really do want to see my top three of this list. Um, definitely... Brave is at the top of that list. I want to see Brave done next. Uh, Finding Nemo is already being done, but that's up on my list. But second on my list is Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Because of the success with Cinderella, Snow people would go see Snow White and Seven Dwarfs just based off that success. And I reckon it would get some Tony or some major award. Pre- not presence, what's the word I was thinking of? Not praise. Recognition, that's the word I was looking for. And definitely third on my list is Up. And a close fourth would be Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't think that's going to happen because of the basic premise of Nightmare Before Christmas. Unfortunately. Which I really, really do want to see Nightmare Before Christmas taken. But I don't want to see it played with. Again, I'm worried about that Nightmare Before Christmas would be played with. And again, none of these are locked in stone. These are just, what would Disney do next? So, if you've got any suggestions of what Disney will do next, send your emails to todaymusicaltheatre at gmail.com. I'll be, I'll be glad to um, read or hear anything that anyone wants Disney to do next. And I thank those people who did reply to my um, post in the in the Google 
in the Google over there. Um, speaking of Disney shows, Lion King, uh, Gareth Saxe will return to the cast of Broadway's Lion King. Uh, the Lion King is the fifth longest running show on in Broadway history, beginning July 2nd as the Scardonic and Diversely Cunning Scar. Uh, there's a long way to say that. Uh, Saxe began his Lion King journey on Broadway in June of 2010 and returns after appearances in the critically acclaimed Atlantic, Atlantic Theatre Company production of Harper Regan and most recently Nicole and others at the Lincoln Centre. The Broadway score of The Lion King features Elton John and Tim Rice's music from the Lion King animated film along with three new songs by John and Rice. Additional music material by South African Lebo M. Mark McKeenart and Jay Rifkin. Taymor and Hans Zimmer. And music from the Rhythm of the Pride Lands. An album inspired by the original music in the film. Written by Lebo M. Mark Manka and Hans Zimmer. So we have a new a new scar. It's produced by the Disney Theatrical Production. The Lion King plays on Broadway. Miskoff Theatre. For tickets and show information and performance schedule. Go to Ticketmaster's. Disney on Broadway Hotline at that or visit lionking.com. So we have a new scar starting on Broadway. Let's take a quick break, as we are prone to do on this show at around this time, uh, for a sponsor, Squarespace. Uh, let's give you the short spiel. Squarespace is amazing. Uh, they have templates to help you design uh, your website for any purpose. They have Squarespace Commerce, which lets you add a fully integrated store to your website and starts instantly it starts accepting payments. Uh, mobile versions are available. Uh, you can integrate your social networks and it's optimized for search engines. You can even choose your own contributors to help add content to your website. If you want to find out more information, head on over to geek-io.com squarespace. We thank Squarespace for their support of the program. And... The new Chef Wonder site is powered by Squarespace and we could not be happier with the, the service that we are getting on with uh, that site with Squarespace. So I want to thank Squarespace for helping us out with that. Moving on to the Jungle Book launch. So the world premiere of the Jungle Book officially opens at Chicago's Goodman Theatre July 1st following previews that began June 21st. Originally scheduled to play through August 4th, so a month, basically. No, yeah, a month, <laughs> if I can count. Performances, performances were extended to August 11th because of the previews. The production will transfer then to Boston's Huntington Theatre Company, running from September 7th through October 6th. So it's getting a transfer already. Uh, the Jungle Book is produced by uh, by special arrangement with Disney Theatrical Productions, which is providing financial support, creative consultation, and access to song material never heard on stage. 
quote, working with Mary Zinnemann and sh as she and her astonishing team began to bring the show to life has been a joy, says Thomas Shalomer, producer and president of Disney Theatrical Production in an earlier statement. As this cast of world-class stage actors provides, she has always attracted the very best theatre collaborations. We cannot wait to see what they'll conjure. Uh, this is really, really long, so I won't read it all, but basically it's based on a noble literature Rudyard, holy cow, Kipsling's 19, uh, 1893 collection of stories set in the Indian jungle and Walt Disney's 1967 animated film. Wow, they're really digging back into the archives there. 1967, it's just being conceived now, so, yeah. I think this, this is a show that would be interesting. So, and I wouldn't have predicted that a, that a piece that was set in 1967 would be translated to a theatre piece right now in 2013. I could not see that coming. I would never see it coming. Anyway, uh, what else? Uh, that is all that I wanted to say on that, other than to say that's the new Disney theatrical productions piece that they're working on. For more information, visit uh, goodmantheatre.org or huffingtontheatre.org. It's one of those weird productions that you go, really, they've just done that? Why? Anyway, uh, lastly in the news for this episode is a broad Tony Award-winning V&S and M&S has recouped its entire $2.75 million investment. The production, which won T uh, Tony's Award for Best Place, recently extended its premier Broadway engagement at the Golden Theatre for a second time and will now end on August 25th. It was originally scheduled to close on June 20th. Previous with the show opened in March. Uh, sorry, previous with the show started in March and it opened on March 14th. So, yeah, breaking even. Finally, VNS and MS have paid off their debts and um, it's fun. Like, okay. Whoa. Um, hang on, I'll read those out in a sec, but, <laughs> distracting Dale time! Alright, um, VNS and MNS is one of those shows, I think me and Rachel have said this, but it's one of those, one of those things that, yeah, it's one of those dumb premises that I think that should be exist, but, yeah, hey. Tickets to be purchased at the Golden Theatre box office uh, or via telecharge.com slash phone number. Why is there a phone number there? Oh, or. Right, got it. Uh, 
Tickets are priced from $60 to $142. Uh, Alright, we have some comments to read. Um, honestly, uh, John Slater says he would honestly like to see a, a Nightmare Before Christmas, but who would you choose to do the music? Um, actually, yes, I'll agree with you. Um, Marilyn Manson would be would be a great choice. Or or um, oh. Band What Does the Love Won't Tear You Apart cover. Who's that? Um, I know that Naval Vogue, they would be amazing to do the music as well. And they're still doing things. So, and I think that, yeah, you got Sydney Lauper doing Kiki Boots. So, you could totally get Marilyn Manson to do the music or and, and all the score of the um, Nightmare Before Christmas. But that Valvog can do some dark stuff, and I am loving their music at the moment, so kind of biased towards that question. <laughs> not Probably not probably not the most answer that you'd want to see. <laughs> the Valvog is my pick. Uh, Marilyn Manson could do also, but if Marilyn Manson was to go to the Tony Awards, I hope she's not as bad as what. Uh, what's her face was Sydney Lauper, and I do like Tron, I guess. Um, Tron to me though, that's one of those things where Tron, no, <laughs> it's Tron in relation to the. Comment John Slater said, uh, friends are telling me to ask you what do you think of the stage production of uh, Tron? Uh, do you think that this would work? No, not really. Unless you have a budget that's about $7 million and you get a very, very expensive theatre, which is possible, I guess. But Tron to me, yeah, no. Tron wouldn't work. For, for multiple tutorial reasons, it's probably most likely the special effects used in Tron couldn't be translated to a stage production. And I think that's one of, that's probably the direction they took with Finding Nemo was that they went with a puppet um, show rather than a live action production because they really, really couldn't pull off much else with the human uh, human production. Real action production over the puppets production. So I think Tron, you would have to do something similar, but and also comes down with costume design as well. That's, that's the main reason why Cinderella and in turn Snow White and the Seven Dwarves would be pulled off is because of the costumes. Sure, you can put people dressed in average clothing on stage and still perform that, but it wouldn't be as magical as you would if you do costume design that is amazing and carries the story further. And I think with Tron, I think you would have to do that same thing where it would come down to lighting, it would come down to set. Set design would be a huge thing for Tron. 
Oh, you're getting me down on a rant that I don't want to go down. But Tron would be definitely a, a set design. Um, yes, holog uh, yeah, holographs would work. Um, but yeah, see that's the thing. I don't want to pay 160 bucks to look at holograms when I can <laughs> when I can when I can do that at home. I think, and you'd have to get, you'd have to get a director, I have to watch Tron again, I guess, but I think, you would have to, see, I'm going down, I'm digging myself a rabbit hole here, set design is a huge, a huge thing for Tron, and I think that Tron set and costume design would be huge. And I would still use real actors because if you decide to use holograms and they decide to malfunction halfway through the show, you don't really have a backup. <laughs> you kind of just have you kind of have technical difficulties all over stage. Whereas, yes, people do break down. I understand that, but not not exactly on the same technical level as people do. But Tron. Like, again, okay. Tron is one of those things for me. Like Nightmare Before Christmas. You would have to look at the source material and... Get the... Source material. Look at the source material and go, alright. What part of this source material that we can use without... Playing with it. And that's, that's a huge... Huge thing. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> That's all right. No, I I understand. Um, and no, 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 I I I don't take it personally. I I enjoy discussing these things. I'm discussing them. It's mainly because I've had kind of a crap. Well, I've had a fantastic day, but it's kind of been I've been talking for five hours already today. But I think. It's interesting to discuss these things, and I wish I had someone else on here. Like I said earlier, I wanted someone from Disney to come on here and and banter these ideas around. Where you you have to look at the source material of something. I'm geeking out here. Leave me alone, <laughs> little girl. You take the source material of something and then look at it and go, all right, what in this can I take out of it? and translate it to those real people performing, or objects performing. And with Finding Nemo, it's, it's, a, yes, they are doing a puppet show, which is the only way they can translate that source material into the stage production. I'm really looking forward to Finding Nemo, can't you tell? Whereas I say Nightmare Before Christmas, and I can see I can see a particular audience out there that thinks that Tron would be a good theatre adaptation, and it would be. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying that it's... You've got to look at the source material logically and go, right, all right, what parts... Yes, we could take the plot out. All right, so without using special effects... Post, you can, um, 
I'm saying this nicely, trust me. <laughs> I'm in one of those moods today. Um, you take the... Take the plot, yeah, okay, that could be take that the plot of Tron could be put on Broadway, no problem. But remember, you have no post production when you're doing a live theatre piece, and that's one of the unwritten rules of per performance is if you make a mistake, you just run with it. Because if you highlight a mistake, you just you're going to draw attention to it, you're going to draw attention to yourself, and it's going to drag the rest of the production down. But whereas for Tron, you don't have that post-production brilliantness. And that's... I was watching, actually, a video. <laughs> We're going down so many dark rabbit holes with this topic, which is good. I'm, I'm open for having the conversation, but I was watching a video clip last night of The Great Gatsby and how it was filmed. And it was filmed with mainly blue blue and green screens, which is shameful because there's a lot of good set designers out there. And I think The Great Gatsby back in its day was fantastic as well because it had that fantastic stage design, fantastic costume. But... We just got lazy, I think. Here's one of those things where we're going backwards as well. We're, going, we're taking a stage play in a book and turning it into a film. All right, we don't have the money or the the time for it, so we're just going to we're just going to turn it into a a movie, and we're going to be lazy and use a whole bunch of blue screens because just because no real reason, just because. <laughs> wow, that was really a <laughs> dark, deep hole that we took. <laughs> thanks, John Slater, for making me go down that hole. I actually didn't think of Tron until you mentioned it, so thank you very much for doing that. Um, oh, now Daft Punked on Broadway? Now there's an interesting idea. Now there's a topic that we'll have to talk about for another day. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... Wow, Tron. Alright, I think I might do a separate rant for Tron. I might have to go watch that movie again. I think it's about time I go watch that movie again. Alright. Let's uh, tell you about a sponsor, then let's get out of here, because this show has run long enough, I think. That's, I, I, yeah, I, I enjoy talking about, I enjoy geeking out about what it takes to take a production look at the production realistically and then take it onto Broadway without any post-production because you don't have any post-production elements that you can have. <sighs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Um, where to go from here? Tweaked Audio is sponsoring the program with their amazing headphones. Seven styles, seven colors, designed uh, to make musical talk sound great. Uh, compatible with all your MP3 players and phones that you can poke with a stick. Which we wouldn't encourage you poke your phone with a stick because that is kind of weird. Um. <laughs> Alright. Uh, for a third off, 
plus free shipping. Go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEK at checkout. That will get you a third off your new pair of earbuds. And we thank Tweaked Audio for their support of the program. That's going to do it for this edition of retaking of episode number 23. Let's cross my fingers and hope that this episode doesn't die again. Um, this is being broadcasted live on Chef on the Media. It's also being simulcast on Geek.io, geek-io.com. Thank you guys for hosting the show over there as well. Uh, you can visit the blog at randomnoisesonmycomputer.blogspot.com. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you can visit it at chefwondermedia.com slash T-I-M-T. You can email the show today in musicaltheatre at gmail.com. Next show will be most likely Sunday morning uh, because we are taking the 4th of July off because of the 4th of July. Plus the Frog Pants Notacular events happening this weekend and... Yeah, it's going to eat up all my time. Num, 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 num. All right. That's going to do it for us. For me. Us? Who's going to say us? All right. Uh, no more final words of wisdom, because we're going to do that on this show. Um, I've been Dale Campbell. Thank you for joining me. And we'll see you all next time. That would be Sunday. Uh, let me queue up that. All right, here we go. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. through and the angels asked me to recall the thrill of them all